welcome to the Military Veterans Stories podcast. This podcast features short stories told by military veterans of their experiences in their words. This is not an interview. It is a forum where the veteran speaks with little interruption and approaches topics on their own as they relate to their story, providing a great opportunity for intense listening and learning. I'm Moses Burrell, and thank you for joining. World War II veteran Lonnie Burrell describes some of his experiences while serving in the Army of the United States from 1943 to 1946. He served with the United States Army Transportation Corps 592nd Port Company in the Asiatic Pacific Theater of World War II. The 592nd was attached to the 5th United States Marine Division during the invasion of Iwo Jima in 1945. A segregated colored army unit, as port companies on Iwo Jima were, unloaded cargo from ships, supported combat operations, and evacuated casualties during the campaign to seize the island. The unit was awarded the Navy Unit Commendation for its support to the 5th Marine Division on Iwo Jima from 19 to 28 February 1945. This is the third of five episodes. Borrell describes his numerous challenges and experiences supporting ground combat operations on Iwo Jima. This interview was conducted in December 1999 at his home in Houston by his son, Moses Borrell. So the, the soldiers say, well, what? Say, yep, so when they, they, they loaded us up, put us on the ones. I'll never forget the ship that I was on and the number. KA-48A. That was the ship we was on. We had, we had all explosives, we had everything. If, if, if we had to been hit out in the sea, if the ship, none of us would have been living. Everything would have blown up, but then we had to do it. Yeah, we had to do it. And uh, uh, suicide subs come after us, but we, we, we survived. We, 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 we sent them, uh, 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 we sent them, uh, uh, what they call them things, the tin cans that drops it on them submarines? Yep, tell you. Uh, yeah. That brothers followed us all the way, and, 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 and they dropped them discharges down. The, the, the radio on the ship didn't come back normal. It didn't show nothing, you know what I mean? And them cats could tough boy. It was, that was the thing that saved us going down there. Uh, and and we were sailing zigzag. Sometimes we'd be sailing straight, and sometimes we'd be, look like we're going backwards. And, and, and it was over uh, 150 ships in the convoy. And we could sit, come up on deck on our ship and look across the deck and you'd see ships just, all of us going the same way. We're going to, going to Iwo Jima. That's where we were going. And that's where our destination was. Uh, I can say now, but at the time I didn't know where it was. But when we got to, before we got 500 miles out, before we got into that bad water around Iwo Jima, the chaplain came up on deck, came up, and we had a mass formation of all soldiers that was on that ship. And the chaplain made his speech and told us, hey, I'm sitting there looking. Lawrence Hall is a boy that my best buddy that was from, from Philly, Texas. We said, he said, Lonnie B, boy, look like we're going to get it, aren't we? I said, well, it look like we had it, boy. So what they did, he said, some of you going to come back and some of you not. He said, it's rough over there. Lonnie B, I didn't think we'd ever get into nothing like this. You mean to tell me we're going to go over? 
I said, I said, Lawrence, that's what he said. And so uh, my unit, five foot, five ninety second foot battalion, was the first unit out of that convoy to cross over the deck, over on the LST, and hit it into the beach of Iwo Jima. And we got in Iwo Jima, and he, la he landed, and and, and 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 the guys started coming. I would be the last man because I was watching from a man trying to get them. Uh, all ahead of me. And the, the beach master saying, retreat, uh, LSD, retreat. Japanese is opening up on you, say you got to get them men out of here. Everybody that was in there managed to get on the ship with me. I was, when the ramp went up, I got left on the outside. Uh, 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 and I had to dig in that volcanic sand and, 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 and uh, about the bases of the beach. Well, I guess I wasn't scared. I just figured that I could make it. I was trained how to dig a trench, how to dig a, a, slip, a, a, a trench in water, and how to get in it. So I just took that helmet, to, our helmet is in two parts. The part that flips over the cap, you can use that to dig with. Okay. Yeah, you use it to dig with. And I dug in and, and, and got in down to my neck. Well, it was, it, 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 the, over there wasn't cold, but you, 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 that atmosphere at night would be cold. And I was sitting there. In that, in that, in that, in that hole, them bullets were shooting. They were walking all over me, but they didn't see me. You know what I'm talking about? See, I was, I was not. Machine gun fire, stuff like that. Machine, no, them, them, machine gun fire, mm -hmm. uh, and rifle fire. They was, it was, it was, it was foot, foot combat fight with the Marines mm -hmm. right. and, and, and the Japs. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there, and, 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 and so uh, on the second night, I guess I say that they, they sent out a, 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 a on the. 592nd Post Battalion is missing. We don't know where he is. We don't know whether he's on the island. He told, told the Marine, the Marine captains, to look out for. They gave them my, my my prescription. I had my little radio, and I could pick up on all of that stuff, you know, and and and, and say, hey, don't don't shoot. He's an American soldier. They didn't say what color. They just said he's an American soldier. They got left on the beach uh, during the retreat. So. That must have been on a Wednesday night. The Japanese tried to steal them, 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 them. ships that sailed on the water, airplanes that takes off on the water. Mm -hmm. What you call? Yeah, we had this. And the Marines went in on them, and they both boy, you were shooting in it. I'm sitting there looking at it, laying up there looking at it, and sitting down in that cold water looking at it. And and uh, then the Marines, after they shot them Japs. They didn't get off with nothing. They never even killed them all. After they did that, then they come back down the beach. And I made a move. And one of them saw me. And he threw that gun down on me and told me to come out with my hands up over my head. And 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 uh, I, I was scuffling. I was, I was trying to get up. While I was scuffling, trying to get up, another Marine told him, said, don't shoot. That's American soldier. Say, hold your fire. And he said, soldier, come up and give me the password. I, I stood up. I said, I can't give you the password, officer, but I am 592nd Port Battalion. was left on the island. And he says, I told you. He said, you're the person we're looking for. And he asked me to say, get up. And come up. But still, I had to go with my rifle. My carbine was in this arm on that swing, but I had to go this way. I was red, man. I was hungry and tired and everything. They carried me on up to the, the, the colonel's. Headquarters up there, one of them, one of them big old, what old five mm -hmm. houses, you know, mm -hmm. 
Frank. So, so the colonel said, this is the man we're looking for. He says, fellow, you are a soldier. He said, do you know you was in dangerous territory? He said, them Japanese men would bend it, they'd cut your head off, bend it you, and then throw you in the Pacific Ocean. I said, yes, sir, I knew that. He, he said, you must have laid quiet, didn't you? I said, a snake could have hit me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't going to move. I, I he said, well, Lonnie, tell you what I want you to do now. He said, you see that big gun sitting right there? I want you to go down there, get your stuff off, and lay down and sleep. And in the morning, I'll get you back to your unit. And they did. I slept, boy, I slept. That gun shooting wasn't nothing to me, man. I, I was so tired and sleepy. And 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 and, and <laughs> when the morning come, the Marines came up. There was about just four Marines. They 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 they, they come and got me just like they drill that watch that just like they drill on that island looking for them Japanese. Mm -hmm. So the guy said, said Lonnie, he said I have to give you buddy. He said man, you something else. He said do you know a many a person would have died just out there, just on just just on those first was because. It's hell out there. I said, I know it. I said, I could see Japs moving around. I said, but I stayed quiet. I said, but I guess the good Lord must have made his move. When y'all started coming at me and I made that move, and them cats can watch. Boy, they can see. The Marines, whoo-wee, them cats got eyes like them. He said, I saw you when you moved. He said, we thought you were the Jap. But we had orders to look out for American soldiers. And we, we, before we would shoot, we had to be make sure that you was the, that you was American soldier. And they did. I have to give them credit. The people, a lot of people talk bad about Marines. And, 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 and uh, the Japanese helped to cure segregation. Fella, them fellas would kill, they kill, them Japs was killing everybody. They wasn't letting nobody go by. And as Marine told me, he said, look at him. We separate, we, 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 we discriminate at home. He said, but these Japs don't, they don't make, he said, these Japs will kill you in a minute. I said, I know that. I said, I, 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 my, my, my officers uh, uh, instructed me about them. And he said, it don't make no difference who you are. Cut your head off, cut it, then throw it off in the river, and then they keep on going. And they would do that. So uh, I got back with my unit. And, and when you get off in, uh, on the island and, 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 and can save your life, and your life say they'll take you back and put you on the, the uh, hospital ship and uh, take you out and everything. And their boys, would, they, would, they would come in every once in a while. They'd come in and look at me and see. The man said, Lonnie, I just don't believe this you, man. He said, look at your fella. Them Japs, them Japs hitting folks up there on that island like it was. And then, 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 after I got, I wasn't sick and I wasn't hurt. But after I got, uh, they, they, they give you certain time to rest, they put me back out there. And 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 they put me on uh, on a duty to go up on the front line and, and get the wounded men. I did that too. I says, well, I'm in it. I'm just gonna have to do the best I can. And I went up on the front line and brought a white marine back. Had him on my shoulder, rifle in this hand, and a marine on, holding a marine on my shoulder with this hand. Because you better, you don't know if Japanese like you like like one one of them, and he gonna cut you and the and the, and the other man down too. Then mm -hmm. I had that gun in, in this hand, and, and, and the Marines patted me on the shoulder. He says, "I'm from Mississippi, soldier. I'm from where they don't like black folks." He said, "But I I don't have to tell you." He said, "But I'm gonna confess to you, we was wrong. 
He said, these people over here will kill me quicker than they will you. I said, yes, sir. I, I knew that. I carried him on to the, to the uh, avalanche. For, you see, you relate him. When, when, when you bring him off the front line, you take him where the, the army, or what they call that, the uh, medics. They will get it, and then they tried to carry him on to, to the battleship sitting out there in the, in the Pacific Ocean. And uh, so I wouldn't take nothing from my experience, and it just blessed me to, to live 50 years. The Army has been 52 years ago since the war, and now I'm, I'm 81, and I can still remember vividly the things that happened and some of the things that I did when I was in the Army. Thank you for listening to this episode of Military Veteran Stories. This podcast was produced by Moses Burrell. Please join me next week for the publishing of episode four of this season. Episodes are published weekly with the final episode airing on and commemorating Veterans Day. All I know is that I-